Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? This is the most wild episode we've ever done. Oh man, Henry's excited. I'm excited too. I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. Okay, okay. Well, let me give the brief breakdown. Today we got a really cool episode. No news this week. Just a heads up. No news, no questions. Tune back next Wednesday for a big debrief on news questions and all things Winter Express. Because this week we are doing a part one, part two, live tier list ranking of the most difficult legends in Apex. Um, Yes, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know that that is not what we normally do. We do news every Wednesday. We've done news every Wednesday uh, for what? Two years, essentially, now? and we That's are, right. And we're mixing it up because we're going to talk about every legend. Talking about every legend takes us forever. And we're going to do this tier list live. That way you can hear Henry and I go back and forth on some disagreements, potentially. Or you're going to be really surprised by how much we just agree on things. And at the end of this, you'll have a pretty cool idea of where we're at on the tier list after today's episode. And then on Saturday, we'll wrap it up, put together the final tier list. We'll share it out. Excited to get feedback from everyone else on you know where they think Legends will rank. But yeah, that's what we're doing this week. So it's a different spin on third-party Apex content. Let us know what you think. Hit us up with a five-star review, giving us feedback on the week. Um, talk to us in Discord on Twitter. We're curious. If you like this style of episode, um, and it does well, it could change some stuff about the third-party podcast, potentially. We will see. I'm excited. <laughs> Nervous, but excited. Um, before we dive into that, though, make sure if you do want a question answered about Apex on the show, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, if you want to, like I said, reach out to us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Kirk Rudoche and at HP Burrison. Links for those and the Discord are in the description of this episode, as always. If you want to support the show and participate in the fifth third-party invitational tournament, Signups are still open. We got slots, full teams, duos, solos. We have room for you. It's going to kick off at 5 p.m. PST, December 16th. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're really excited about it. We're doing something a little different. This one's going to be a lot less competitive, a lot more focused on fun, more of a community tournament, and we are going to do something wild. No recon legends allowed means no survey beacons, a lot less strategic play, no Pathfinder, no Seer, no Vantage, no Valk, no Bloodhound, and no Crypto. If this works out, we may have to do it again, or we might vote on doing another round of bans uh, of some sort. Um, But I think this is a really fun experiment. I'm excited to see how it goes down, but we still have room for test subjects. So sign up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a blast. I'm really excited. We are aiming to stream this again. So uh, make sure you come by the Third Party Pod Twitch channel to check it out. Support was unreal for the last stream, and it was an absolute blast. So Henry and I be casting it live. It'll be a ton of fun. I'm really excited, though, to see how this no recon thing goes. Um One other announcement before we head into the episode of the day. Uh, We are hosting a legend concept competition to celebrate Christmas. So for our December 21st episode, uh, we will be doing a live reading of some legend concepts that you all will submit. So join the Discord and post your best legend concepts by December 15th in the channel designated. We'll be towards the top. We'll have Rai kind of answering all questions. That's our Discord admin and leading uh, the server on how it goes. Legend concepts are something we've done for a long time. We absolutely love them. We got kind of two two realms of competition in this. We're going to have a community-wide vote uh, on who everybody thinks will be their favorites Uh, from the legend concepts from that we're going to pull the five that earned the most votes and henry and i are going to pick a top three to share on the show 
Um, and then I guess before we kind of just head into this episode, last thing, if you're kind of new to the show, we haven't done a legend concept in a while on the actual podcast. Can you give the audience a brief reminder of what legend concepts are and maybe why we like them so much as well? Yeah. So legend concept is a original idea with a backstory, a lore, a name, a personality. And that's what we like the most, I think, is understanding what sort of character this is within the Apex Titanfall universe. Other things that you know we like to go into is, of course, their abilities. And although we are open to not only creativity, but power, there's a lot of really good legends in Apex. If your legend concept is going to be good, it has to be competitive. So powerful abilities is something that you shouldn't, you know, be afraid of. But thinking about the balance where there's cooldowns or damage is something that will definitely help your legend concept stand out. So those are kind of some of the the qualifications or tips on how to, you know, win. But I think this will be a really fun exercise for everybody to participate and get a shout out on the show. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, it's a, it's always great to hear people's thoughts and we love lore. So drop that lore as much as you can. With that though, you know, long intro, let's dive into this episode. Start us off, Henry. How are we, how are we going to be making this tier list? Why are we doing this? How are we doing this? Drop the deets. I know we kind of gave a brief description at the top of the show. So let's get into it a little bit more now. Yeah. So the reason that we're, you know, deciding to put our heads together to figure out how difficult all the legends are is, number one, that's really important for newer players. Come into the game, which legend is the best for me to start out on? Also for experienced players, which legends should I be focusing on to improve? Like, is there power potential that I need to practice to unlock? But within that same vein, deciding which legend to unlock should be heavily influenced by their difficulty, I Mm -hmm. think. So I think this topic is really valuable for the majority of players to have a better understanding of how powerful, how easy, what play style different legends have. How we're going about this is a little (laughs) bit more interesting. So essentially, we're going to group legends in a tier list fashion. So we're going to have S tier, which is the most challenging, the hardest, the expert tier legends. And we're going to have A, which is hard, B, which is challenging, C, which is intermediate, and then D tier, which is easy. We will see how this goes. I think some of this could change. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I also just needed to give a shout out, like, We've never really done this before, and we pulled an audible, you know, in the behind the scenes on how we were going to run this episode. You may have the assumption, oh, wow, this was an easier week for the boys. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to do as much prep. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Because um, we still this, prepped the other episodes. <laughs> yeah, this, this episode is probably the most challenging that we've done in a while, and definitely one of the most stressful. So we'll see. But more into the how. You know, what makes a legend challenging? Number one is technical difficulty. And this has to do with the precision that's required, the timing that's required. But deeper than that, it also kind of means the skill ceiling and frequency that you have to execute on these technical abilities. Um, You know, this is going to be the hardest thing for us to accurately assess because. Different legends have different, you know, skills that they can unlock mm-hmm. if you are in different situations or you practice them. So this is something that we'll probably go back and forth on a little bit, but I think it's the most important thing. The second piece of you know criteria in determining how difficult a legend is is the strategy or the thought needed to go into playing them. How much are you planning to use your abilities? Or is there complexity in the decision-making required in those abilities 
simply, is a legend proactive or reactive? You know, I think that's kind of the first question, but it does take a few layers of questions to determine how hard is it mentally to play <laughs> a legend. So you have technical and mental. And, and strategy also leads into the pregame as well. How easy is it to build yeah. a team around the legend? That's an important thing when considering the difficulty of someone. If you have to force your teammates to do something else or you're heavily impacted by whoever your teammates play, that's, uh, that's what makes a legend more difficult to figure out. Way harder. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the next is situational. How niche is a legend's ability? Like, if they're only good inside a building, that's going to make them hard. You know, Mm -hmm. most of Apex is an outdoor activity. So that's going to affect things. This also has to do with early, mid, and late game viability. Um, Some legends really struggle in the early game. Some legends really struggle in the late game. Going back and forth and talking about how much does that matter. Legend by legend will be something we'll talk about. Um, And then finally, and this is, you know, maybe the least important for this episode, but it's how powerful is a legend. Their abilities might be really easy or really hard, but if they pack a punch, if this is a very rewarding ultimate, maybe the value of that payoff will make them easier to use. You know, it's not super important because we think that the most challenging legends on this list might not be the best. You know, they're not that powerful. Yeah. So the power isn't a huge decision maker, but it's something that we'll definitely talk about in our decision. It's exciting. Now, I'm really curious how this is going to go. And, you know, if you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know, we've done tier lists before. You know, we shy away from rankings generally, but more than anything else, you know that Henry and I prepare ahead of time all of our shows to not going to say scripted, but like we love to rely on the data behind guns and abilities and such. And we have all the details written out and we make decisions like, Hey, is this legend in B tier or C tier ahead of time? And then we, some, we share like, you know, where we disagreed and why, but we don't really do it live. So I'm interested to see if we're actually going to, you know, come to agreements easily or if we're going to disagree on things uh, pretty quickly in. Um, like you said, uh, you know, we got a lot of legends to cover. This is part one. So we're going to try and aim for doing 11 legends today and 11 legends for the Saturday episode. Um, you know, we had, we had a long intro, Henry. So if anything, maybe we'll do like eight and then wrap it up for the rest of them for part two. We'll kind of see how it goes, see how the conversation takes us. But we'll just start kind of diving in one by one. Is there anything else you want to say before we kick things off with the first legend and try and place them on this list? Um, I guess a disclaimer. If you don't like how we're doing it, mm-hmm. you let us know. Yeah. You know, we will make final rulings next week. That's a good you know, point. Like, I think we'll be able to release both these episodes, talk about all the legends. We'll release the tier list on social media. And if you got problems with it, you let us know. We're <laughs> open to making amendments to it. But uh, yeah. Kick us Let's off. Let's dive in. First one, Bloodhound. Yeah, kick First us off. First one, yep. Mm-hmm. Chronological order, um, Bloodhound. This one I think is a great legend to start off with because I want to peg them in B tier, right in the middle to start us off. Interesting. And we, we can change that. Okay. But okay. the reason why is passability, super easy, not very powerful. Mm-hmm. Not going to make a huge difference here, but could require some strategy and planning to even use. Tactical, infinitely powerful, like probably one of the best tacticals in the game, Mm -hmm. but it comes with a cooldown and you have to think about it to use it. So I'm not going to say the tactical is the easiest, but it's a little intermediate or challenging. The ultimate is amazing, mostly because it supercharges the tactical. But the downside is it makes you loud and it makes you bright red. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a really good example of a challenging legend. Okay. What do you think? This is interesting. So, okay, we're going slight disagreement first off. But one, I, I, will, I will say, though, that like I'm cool to place blood and B, and I think we'll maybe adjust depending on where some other legends land, like we've talked about. I, I think for me, Bloodhound. 
my first gut instinct, I'm going to be totally honest with you, was C or even D because of the fact that bloodhounds are like first legend we normally recommend to beginners because we tend to think that they're one of the legends that have straightforward abilities that are easier to pick up. And because as people that have played it for a long time, you and I can get value out of someone new to the game that's playing Bloodhound. An easy legend to coach mid-game as well. Um, and I see those as kind of signs of a, an easier legend. What I will say, though, is I think what is underrated with Bloodhound is tactical at the wrong time can give your position away. And that's something the best Bloodhounds are really good at. You hit on the sound and the visuals of Bloodhound and Ult. Um, but I think really what it comes down to for me in part that takes this legend potentially up, I would probably have this in C tier as of now, but is that passive is really difficult to get any value out of. Regardless of if you think it's good, actually getting value, relaying that information to your team is hard to do. Uh, and so that's what I think one of the key things that makes Bloodhound on the more difficult side of things. So I'm cool to have them in B. I think they'll be one of the first. I might start pushing on you to put in the C, though, if our B tier fills up really quick. I totally respect that. I think I'll just say it again. The reason that I think they are challenging is the ultimate is amazing, but you just get focused. True. Like It is such an aggressive ultimate that... Even I struggle at mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. to really get the power out of it. So I think it's hard and you have to be on top of your game. Yeah. Gunplay and mobility wise, it's not just a cheat code to to win in a gunfight. Definitely. Let's go, let's go to the next legend. Let's go. First one's always hard. Yeah. Next one, Gibraltar. Your boy. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't know. I think All you right. can take so many different perspectives on this one. So I think this will be fun. I I have an answer, okay. but I'm going to save it to the end. Do you want me to lead on this one where I think they should be? Uh, I want to talk about the abilities okay, first. Okay, do it. Because yeah, I, I think we're going to probably agree on this one, but this is my opinion. Gibraltar's not that popular because True. I think a lot of people think he's fat and slow. But his passive is objectively very easy. It's mm -hmm. pretty much the main reason that I play him because one I don't of the best have to passives have... in the game. A lot of people, though, I think find it like hard mm -hmm. to use. Like, oh, I have to ADS. I can't be, you know, strafing, jumping around. But honestly, it's easy mm -hmm. because you have a passive that allows you to not move, hit your shots, crouch. It's chill. I think it's easy. Some people think it's hard. Tactical is the hardest part of the kit, hands down. Yep, the timing definitely. of it, the gunplay around it, the mobility around it, the placement of it, very, very challenging, but also very, very powerful. And you can't really mess it up that bad where it becomes not valuable at all, mm -hmm. I think. Ultimate, very, very easy, I think. Mm -hmm. You just throw it down and anybody on your rooftop is going to get pushed off. Yeah. That being said, okay, I think he's hard. Okay, uh, so I, <laughs> I, I like if you sum up all those, he sounds pretty easy. But honestly, I think the tactical is so hard, and getting people to change their play style to make the most of the passive is such a hurdle that I think he's hard. But yeah. what do you think? No, I, I, I was that's where I was going to put him. I wanted him I in a tier. We'd agree. Um, yeah. For me, it is the bubble, and I know you know, like you kind of said, the passive is has actually difficult things about it, but it's generally looked at as maybe easier. And the ult is definitely on the easier side of things. But the fact that there is such a high skill gap with this legend is one of the big things I look at. And a really good bubble fighting legend, and really, I mean, a really good bubble fighting Gibraltar is an incredibly good legend to have in this game. And getting to that level is very hard because not only does it require you to be elite at bubble placement, learn how to fight, how to poke, how to not poke, but generally speaking, to get a lot out of it, you got to be really good with shotguns. That's what the best players in the ALGS do with Gibraltar when he is in the meta, and that is not easy at all to be good with shotguns. And because of that, on its own, I think he kind of qualifies to be in that hard tier. And we'll talk about it when we get to Caustic, but... I think fortified legends are harder to play 
I think you get focused. I think you're bigger. Um, Gibraltar, I think, balances out more than other fortified legends with that arm shield a little bit. But I think having a wider target always just makes you, you know, we focus the we focus the uh, big legends the first time around when we can. It's easier to hit shots. So I think that adds the difficulty as well. And you would think I'd be proud. Like, oh, my main is hard. No, I want more people to play Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, based off what I said, more people should. So many parts of his kit are just easy wins. They give you a lot of benefit. But I think we're accurate in saying that he's hard. Lifeline. Let's go. Legend number three. I am curious if we're going to be aligned on this one because I think there's a few perspectives you can take. I'll, I'll kick this one off. How about that? So we got to start with the passive, obviously, you know, reworked a bajillion times at this point, but we're now in a place auto res, auto res as many people as you want. I think there's two perspectives you can take on this. And I think they balance each other out to an extent. I think on one hand, you can say, how easy is it? You're passive. All you have to do is press X and people immediately start getting revived. Apologies to my mouse and keyboard people out there. On the other hand, when to revive, the positioning of your down teammate, making sure to not you know, make them very vulnerable, add some difficulty into that kit in and of itself. The, team, the, the ability to now have some flexibility on canceling and having the knockdown shield to play again, I think does make it a little bit easier. But that, that's where I see a lot of the difficulty in her kit is playing around that revive. The tactical, I think, is super simple, easy. You lose body health or you're healing, you pop this bad boy, and it's got a huge range now so you can walk and loot wherever you want. Yeah, there's room for the best players to preemptively put it down and make plays around it if they're getting hit pretty hard, but I don't think there's a huge skill gap on this. And the ult, outside of worrying about giving your position away, is whenever you have it, you put it down and you get free gear. I think overall, she has a pretty dang easy kit, I would say. I think the only argument against her is because of her lack of maybe overall strength. That makes her a little bit harder to be effective with. But I would still put her abilities and her legends, I'd be putting her in the easy tier, the D tier. So talk to me. I'm going to go with S tier. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. I think relative to Gibraltar, Lifeline is infinitely harder. Okay. And that's not necessarily how we're playing this, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not necessarily all about relativity, mm-hmm. but I think that Lifeline is dang hard. Early game viability, I just think, is so low. And even the best players, in order to get any value out of the passive, you need to be on top of your teammates and you have to commit your tactical mm-hmm. in order to even have a shot. At getting them back involved in the fight. Really hard. I just think early game, late game, middle game, Lifeline is a hard legend to master because she has no mobility. She has no offensive capability. Mm-hmm. She has no defensive capability. She has no recon capability. She can't do anything mm-hmm. but heal her teammates. And healing her teammates is really hard. Like it's situational. You have to be on top of it. You have to protect them. You have to give your life for their life. Mm-hmm. I think playing Lifeline requires an expert. That's interesting. I, I think I think you're giving a good perspective on this. I think we're going. Obviously, we're very widely off from each other. But I think the the concept you're bringing up is the fact that she's got these. She has. I think her abilities are straightforward, easy to mm-hmm. understand, but actually executing on them. Is harder to do. I think the only other counter argument I'll throw at you with Lifeline potentially is when we see top tier Lifeline play, which by the way doesn't happen. We don't see her in like the ALGS or anything. But when we see the pros use her, we see them, we see her get used because of the auto res, because of the hitbox, and how set it and forget it she is, specifically in arenas. Not sure if we want to bring arenas into this conversation at all, but. Essentially, to get the most out of Lifeline and be effective is, yeah, there's a lot of times where you have to be you know, thinking about when and where to pop this res. I mean, you've played Lifeline. I've played Lifeline. We've both played huge stints. 
95% of the time, you're pressing X as soon as a teammate goes down because it's all about the time. I think in terms of just putting together a kit, yeah, you got to be on top of your teammates and that's hard. So I think we should find a way to meet in the middle here. But I think most of the time, you're pressing X, you're pressing left bumper once, and you're pressing both your triggers to activate these abilities. And there are some details. I just don't think the details of Lifeline outweigh some of these other legends we'll get into later. Um, do you want to, you can say more if you want to, but do you want to meet in the middle and put her at B and challenging? I think you're right. Technically, easy. Understanding her abilities, easy. I would also say Gibraltar's abilities are very straightforward. Like you understand what they are, what they do. There's a huge skill gap easy. on that bubble though. Like that's a yeah. huge thing. But you know what it is. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it's easy to understand. I would say, I don't know. I just, do you think there's any merit to the fact that she's just so dang niche? Like, do you, th- like, she, like, I, I think said, the niche, no, no offense, no recon, no mobility. I think there's a perspective to take that the nicheness makes her, in fact, easier to use and understand. You know when you're needed. You know that if your teammates are down, you now go into action. And outside of that, you're just shooting. Like, that's how I look at it to an extent as well with her. Sure. I think there's I think you're totally right in that her being niche makes her harder and that she's, you know, not she's not gonna always be needed. But at the same time, the fact that she's not always needed means you don't have to think about playing her as much. And I think she's I think if the ultimate or the tactical for me added more difficulty into her, I feel like I would be more inclined to push her high onto this list just because of her power being low. But I, I'm really struggling. I think she's she's such an easy legend for me to pick up and feel like I'm playing effective with, even after not playing her for months at a time. Um, and, and that's one of the things I kind of look at here. But we can also, like I said, we could throw her in the middle and I think maybe come back to her. I'm happy to throw her in the middle for sure. I think there's no doubt about it that she's challenging. I just worry about you know, moving forward through the list saying if a legend doesn't have an answer for a lot of questions, that makes them easy because you just don't have to worry about their abilities because uh, they don't have any. <laughs> um, but I think that's, I can understand where you're coming from. And she's challenging. She's interesting. She, I think she's a really good like swing legend though in terms of, I think there's, I think it's very fair on where the perspective comes from. Uh, from both of us. What about Pathfinder? Next on the list. How about you kick this one? Yeah, Pathfinder, we've been loving mm-hmm. this season. Like, for some reason, and we're not alone. I think I put this out on Twitter a few days ago. I don't know what it is about Pathfinder, but he's just incredible right now. I uh, Somebody actually responded, a listener, to my tweet and said, the reason that Pathfinder is so popular on Broken Moon is he is the transit bus connection to the zip rails. Ah, like, that's a fun just, concept. In order to get onto the you know the the railways, he's the bus connection. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um but talking about difficulty. Um doesn't really have a passive <laughs> Beacon, um, come on. That's a pass. Take some strategy, some time to do it, um, but pretty dang easy. Ultimate-wise, fairly straightforward. Um, I would say isn't as easy as other mobility legends like Octane at placing down, but is dang close to it. Um, tactical, though, there's a big skill ceiling, and we've been talking about this for the longest time. Years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ever since we started the podcast, we talk about how hard it is to master the grapple. With that being said, I don't think Pathfinder is an expert tier legend. I think that, and, and that's informed a lot by his popularity. Like, you can do some crazy Spider Man stuff with the grapple, but it's so versatile at retreating, pushing, getting up on some high ground popping a bat he gives you a lot of answers to most questions and so i don't know 
I'm more willing to put him in C tier as intermediate. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. That's tough. We talked about precision, but I don't know. I think at the highest level, hitting the craziest grapple to get up and over a team, you don't need to do that in order to be good for yeah. Pathfinder. No, I think, the, and, and that's fair. And I think that's definitely a point to, to be taken. I think that obviously there is a huge, there's a huge skill gap in the grapple. Like, I think like what I kind of am thinking about a lot with this list, and maybe this isn't the way we should be thinking about it, but like if a new person comes and plays Apex for the very first time, who are the most difficult legends to play to an extent? And getting anything out of his tactical as a new player or someone new to Pathfinder is so hard. But because it really for me is just that tactical, Passive, like you said, there's nothing really there outside of the beacon, which is as straightforward as it gets. And yeah, there's some placement things on the ult, but generally speaking, you're going, I want to go from point A to point B and uh, let me get there. I think because it is just the tactical for me, I'm willing to put him lower, but because it is so hard, I I was going to say B. We we can go see if you want. Oh man, I'm just here. Her versus him versus a lifeline is I, I really like either want to have them in the same tier or uh yeah, yeah. Because I think that the tactical being as hard as it is to learn from a new player and get the most out of is hard. Like I think if you introduced somebody to the game and said, here's the most difficult legends, and you had them play Pathfinder versus Lifeline, I think you're getting a lot more out of the player that doesn't understand the legends and is learning lifeline. I can erase that line of thinking, though, for sure, and come back to what you're saying, though, in terms of the nicheness of that ability, bringing it down. Yeah. I guess if we're going to pivot a little bit and think about beginner, like early Apex player, how hard is this legend? Comparing the ultimates of Lifeline and Pathfinder, I think is tough. Because I like Lifeline's ultimate a lot. Mm-hmm. You can get gold mags, you can get blue or purple armor. Like, there's good stuff there that can help your team if you don't have the mobility or the gunplay. But at the same time, a zip line is dang good. And you have it on a fast cooldown, and it is easy as heck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think ease of use. I'm not trying to disrespect Pathfinder and the difficulty that it takes. And I will fully acknowledge the pressure that even pressing left bumper <laughs> like has behind it with Pathfinder because you do have to really finesse mm-hmm. and think about it. But at the same time, I think you can also get a dang good amount of power just with general awareness. And so every game now has a grapple in it. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. like if you're playing Fortnite, there's a grapple there. Most are easier than grapples, Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not... I think... I don't I think com- it's impossible to learn coming into it, you know? Like you're going to get something out of the Pathfinder. And that's why I think he's so popular. Okay, okay. I think that's fair. We got to keep this rolling, this episode rolling, right. so we can we can throw them and see. I'll go on record saying I think I disagree with that one, though. Um, I, I would have them one tier up, but it, it is what it is. We're two hosts. We'll review after We're two hosts for a reason. Um, we got a reorg. Next, we got Wraith on this list, and this is such an interesting one. You know, Henry hates Wraith. Let's just throw it out there when we go into this to start. Um and she she's a funny legend to think about from a difficulty standpoint because I think there's let's just cut to the chase. You get to be invincible, and there's two lines of thinking I think you can say with that. You can say, "Awesome, you get to be invincible. That's so easy." Or you can say, "Timing when you go invincible, actually being able to get your tactical off to be effective and going forward, scouting things out, getting in, getting out before taking damage." There's difficulty in that as well. So I think that's kind of, I'll throw it to you in a second here with that kind of being my main point of like, I'm not sure where to go. I think we both agree the portal is pretty dang difficult. 
to actually get value out of. Um, you know, you can use it in a straight line running from point A to point B, but that's not getting anything good out of the ability. But so actually maximizing it is hard. Um, but the passive is got to be what the easiest thing in the game that we're talking about it literally is a voice that tells you if you're being aimed at that's fair fair (laughs) argument fair argument where do you settle on the tactical though specifically and then we can talk about the ult in terms of difficulty yeah so you're right i don't like wraith very much um i i think i look at her from like early mid late game Mm -hmm. early game that tactical is going to save you if you're being dumb you know, yeah. if you're not with your team, it saves you, mm-hmm. you know, but you're not going to get benefit out of a fight. You know, you're not going to get a whole lot. You might be able to save some ticks from the zone, but in terms of like a tactical and how powerful others are, it's not that powerful. Is it hard to use? Not really. It's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but is it really worth it early and mid game? Not really. The difficult part of assessing Wraith is the fact that to get the most out of the ultimate, you need the tactical. And so I think you pretty much just have to loop them together. And if you do that, you have one of the most challenging things to do in in the late game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is to place a really good Wraith portal that either gets your team to key position in the end game, recovers from a knock, or get away you. from an ultimate. <laughs> like it is really hard and it can have dire consequences. Mm-hmm. Because of that very niche situation, I think the rest of her kit is utterly useless. Like complete trash, <laughs> would never play her. Hey, we've but been saved by those voices from the void more time than you can count, man. Come I on. I won't. I won't. <laughs> but the fact that her whole kit pretty much comes down to one moment in the game where you need to perfectly use mobility, strategy, map awareness, and both your tactical and your ultimate together, I think that makes her really hard. Okay. I, I think she's A tier. I, I, I was between A and B. I, I, would, I think the only argument for B is that, like you said, it's so niche and that you might not even use it every game as well. That's another thing to kind of think about. And because of the frequency... I'm not sure if it's worth the A, but I totally get what you're saying in terms of how difficult it is. And I won't argue with that in the slightest. So we can go with A. I just think that I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, if hers is so niche and so hard to use and she's a hard legend to be or to use, how come our guy Pathfinder, who has one thing that's so hard to use, is so much lower, I guess? That's why I would probably... Because of the application, I would say. Okay, because this is a life-saving game, and then this is a this is a frequently throughout the game kind of thing. I think that's fair. Pathfinder can use his tactical all game long and have a lot of benefit of it without a ton of practice, a ton of like strategy and map awareness. But Wraith, she needs like everything, and the consequences is everything. Yeah, I I think that's totally fair, And, and. I mean, you joked about it, but the fact that the voices from the void don't always work also does make Barely her harder to, to use. So you'll get shot, and then she'll say, "Watch out!" Let, let's let's throw her let's throw her an A then. Bangalore, next up on the list, one of your favorite legends. So I'll let you this is talk about tough. her. Yeah, she's interesting. It's gonna be tough mm-hmm. because I I'm eager to put her in easy. I am too. I love her, but I'm also the guy that can't play through mm-hmm. smokes. So that's what this is going to come down mm-hmm. to. I think best passive for a beginner player ever. Amazingly easy. Ultimate, very straightforward, just like Gibraltar's, a little less powerful, but has other benefits. Very straightforward. Tactical, so versatile, so powerful. Couple it with the Digi Threat. It's amazing. Yes, she can get countered by Bloodhound, and it can mess up yourself. And your teammates, but I think she's still easy. You know, I think somebody has to be easy on this list, and it'd be hard to say that it's not Bangalore. No, I think that's fair. Um, like I said, I I had her kind of between C and D in my head, and when I, when I look at these tiers, I, I can't put her in the same tier as Pathfinder for difficulty. I just can't bring myself to do that. And yeah, the I'm not great with the smokes, but that's not normal. So. 
And don't get me wrong, there's a skill gap still with Bang. Like really good Bang players, you know, get great at smoking the enemies, playing off angles, isolating fights. Ult placement's not the easiest, but I think generally speaking, the passive particular in particular just is kind of like, hey, you're in trouble. I'm going to let you know you're in trouble and also help you get out. And then, by the way, you have yeah. two other abilities that can support that. I, I think make her you know, very useful. And one thing we'll talk about maybe later, but having multiple uh, multiple like tacticals, essentially, gives you room for forgiveness as well. So, so much. So. I feel bad because we're not talking about her in depth that much. And we never. I feel like we never do nowadays because we always talk about how straightforward she is. But it's because of that that she's a great legend that's totally balanced, can be played at high levels and low levels. And I think it's very fair to throw in the easy tier here. I played her a lot in the early stages of ranked, even this season. Um, I like her a lot. I think that, you know, to just speak to the smoke a little bit more, to give her some credit, you can only completely mess up a smoke if you are smoking a bloodhound in ult. That's true. That's really the only situation where, okay, you really hurt yourself and the, and team, the team by doing mm-hmm. that. Every other situation where you might be frustrated, by blinding yourself or a teammate, smoke's two sided. You know, like it probably didn't kill you because you hid the enemy as well, or mm-hmm. you hid yourself from the enemy. So I think there's a lot of forgiveness with Bangalore, and I love her. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. We got Caustic next. Gas Daddy Caustic. Okay. This is a fun one. This is our first like truly defensive legend we'll be talking about mm-hmm. on this tier list. And that's where we can start with the tactical for Caustic. You know, we have the Caustic barrels. They require placement to be effective. They require, you know, now the not be shot immediately to, you know, not be uh deflated uh passive obviously couples with the rest of the kit in terms of being able to see through gas get some bloodhound ults essentially out of it and you know ultimate you have probably one of the scariest things in the game if it's tossed on top of you um this kit is like we've talked about before it's so cool and that it synergizes together so well um I, i think a lot of the skill comes down to the tacticals and how to get the most out of it. And like I talked about at the top with Gibraltar, being fortified adds some difficulty in of itself uh, to Caustic on its own, which is something I think we can uh, take a note on. But I, I am of the mind that an automatic passive helps make things easy. And I think the ult is generally pretty easy to use. I, I, I know there's this, like a skill gap and we talk about like aggressive Caustic and actually getting the most out of it outdoors. But that's so niche and that, generally speaking, your goal, you push, you throw it on top of people, boom. Like I, I think that's a pretty straightforward use case that is 90% of Caustic's use case. So talk to me about your opinion on that and the tactical in particular. I lean more on that he's harder. Um, you know, I, I think that it's all about the gas. The tactical is really hard to master especially now that he has so many negative balancing nerfs, like his hit points with the tacticals, you can hit the bottom of them. I don't know. It's not the most effective way to defend a building in general. Mm-hmm. So like, as a defensive legend, I think he's pretty low on the list of people that can actually hold a building effectively. Ultimate-wise, I will agree that pretty straightforward. But given that, it's everything mm-hmm. on on the on the ultimate, you know. And you, you kind of got on to it. I was going my my line of thinking was I was going to say a tier. I was going to say hard legend based around the fact of one. I think it's going to become a theme that defensive legends are harder to play, having no mobility and you know having to essentially live in buildings when rings never shrink in buildings. Um, it is a difficult end of its own in terms of winning, closing out games. And I think like you kind of hinted at most importantly, what I wanted to hammer home is I like traps. They're not the most effective defensive legend. I think there's value in being able to show that you are here as a defensive legend and push people away from you in the ways that Watson and Catalyst do. Caustic does not do that. So you're not going to avoid fights uh, as a Caustic. And I think that makes it harder as well. So 
yeah, despite how I do think the passive and ultimate are on the easier end of things, I think just his general play style and the tacticals put him in that hard tier for me. I can agree with that. Cool. Caustic's really hard to maximize. And I will say, even though it's really scary, the gas and the ultimate, you can get away from it mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. It isn't a death sentence to be gas. Yeah. You know, you have to be really on top of somebody to to really maximize it. So biggest, hard legend. Biggest counter is more caustic also. And there's not a lot of caustic yeah. being played. So I, I think uh, that, that's a funny thing to... Probably not expert. No, no. But just because it's still an ability that you just toss out mm-hmm. tactical if you're being proactive, pretty easy, mm-hmm. but hard to master. Placement's not the hardest, easiest, uh, or not the hardest as well in terms of blocking doors and stuff. Um, I want to squeeze two more into this episode. That's my goal. Okay? okay. So let's touch on Mirage, who is next up on this list. A fan favorite, a third party favorite, one of the. I think is going to be an interesting legend for us to talk about on, on this uh, game because we, we we could go a couple different ways with the line of thinking here. But generally speaking, what do we got here on a, from an abilities perspective? We got a invisibility passive that puts you you know cloaked uh, when you're knocked or reviving, um, you know, uh, and, and then I guess what's actually honorable mention when you're respawning as well. So yep, some that makes the some niche abilities there. Tactical, throw out a decoy. Now have the ability to control the decoy as well. And then ultimate life of the party. You know, you create a bunch of copies of yourself, run around. He is an interesting legend because I think he for me is one of these legends that I think is gonna be generally on the higher end of this list because of the fact that he is not as powerful. So actually getting a lot out of him is really really a tough thing to do as a player and i think we talk about bamboozling being a legitimately hard skill to do Uh, we do say it's more effective than maybe it's given credit for but to do so well and in a believable manner takes some like 3d chess kind of level thinking in the game so by all means i don't think he's an easy legend to play um i don't know if i can throw him an s but if you want to Say it. I could do it. So let me know what you're thinking. Maybe you're an A and B, though. So talk to me about what you're thinking. I think that he inches his way into S because we agree, pretty low power. But so low power needs that mental game. Mm -hmm. So much strategy, so much anticipating enemies, bamboozling them takes like planning. But on top of that, I think what edges it in to the, the S tier is the technical. Mm-hmm. You have to control your decoy. You have to disengage the decoy. You have to pop your ultimate and then move in a certain way to get to look like an your decoys around a corner or around. Yeah. Like There's a lot of technical challenge as well as the mental. And so I think that those two, technical and mental, challenges coupled with the fact that he is pretty low powered i still love mirage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think the bamboozle is very powerful but i think you have to be an expert in order to get value out of mirage's kit i love it i'll throw him an s because i thought i was going to be biased and a little shout out as well the ult is not easy it's not a get out of jail free card you are pretty apparent which yep. decoy you are if someone's looking right at you and that's i think something that is slept on because there's not a lot of people out there you know playing mirage a ton and they think it's going to be a a great ult but uh hate to break that one to you okay last legend of the day though octane and then we'll get into part two tomorrow octane okay the stim legend passive you know you're gonna be healing yourself automatically tactical take away some of your health start running super god dang fast and then ultimate everyone's favorite uh jump pad is this an easy one for us to square away? Because I, 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 I have some. I think this one's a pretty easy one to look at. <laughs> yeah, I. We can pretty quickly say the octane is easy. The only thing I think that is maybe worth discussing is stim hurts you. Yes, and it gives you a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And you really have to think about how much is too much stim. And so I think 
that you could inch Octane into C tier um, just because you still have to have good mobility and good gunplay in order to outperform other players because you're at a hit points disadvantage, mm-hmm. or you have to be aware of that and use strategy to to get over that that obstacle. Yeah, uh, that's a good point, and, and you do have to think about it for sure. I, I think the fact that there is the offset with the auto healing, though, does obviously take some of that thought out and and open up that easiness just a little bit more enough where I'm willing to keep him in our easy tier. Um, if the ult had a bit more challenge to it, I think it's the easiest. I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to put it up higher. That ult is just, I mean, we talked about even how like Pathfinder's ult has some difficulty with it, despite how easy of a concept is. I mean, only decision you got to make here is if you're sliding or running into it. It's like you said, yeah. easiest ult in the game. So, so forgiving, so versatile, mm-hmm. so powerful, great cooldown. I think that that definitely gives him the merit to stay in Perfect. easy tier. Okay, well that wraps up part one of this show. Quick recap, S tier so far, expert level, Mirage, A tier, hard, Gibraltar, Wraith, Caustic, B, challenging, Bloodhound, Lifeline, C, intermediate, Pathfinder, and D, easy, Octane, and Bangalore. We will get into the rest of the legends on part two coming out Saturday, or if you just can't wait, it's already out for our patrons. So feel free to go take a listen over there. I'm excited to see if these legends all stay in their tiers that we have them at right now, or if we will get any uh, movement as we kind of get into the next uh, set of legends. So it's going to be a fun episode. Thank you all for listening. Like Henry said, let us know if you like this style of episode. This is probably the most a different thing we've ever done on this show and the most debate you've probably heard between you know Henry and I and we'd pro- I'll be totally honest with you if we weren't on a podcast we'd be debating a little bit harder because we'd have unlimited time but there's some constraints around how much can be said so uh, it's going to be a ton of fun any last words before we sign off on this one no those were the OG legends for the most part Awesome. Banged out. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Thank you so much to our producer, Ten, who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother,